Happy Monday to all you out there. This is Kurt Frankham. <clears throat> and I uh, love Mondays. Uh, Mondays are my content days. Mondays and Tuesdays are, which means I get to uh, focus on what is coming out in the next few weeks, in the next few months. I get to write content. I send out the newsletter. I have an interview later on today with... Uh, with a bishop who has a unique experience, uh, tragic experience regarding um, tragedy, uh, for, for lack of a better term, um, and uh, so I'm excited to record that. Look for that in the next few months. Probably won't come out till July, but uh, maybe we'll give you a sneak peek. I don't know. But love Mondays, and uh, I hope you love Mondays too. If you don't, you should reevaluate what you're doing in life because you're not fulfilling your purpose. Okay, moving on. Now, uh, you know, when leading all this, I get, many of you have probably noticed, I get these little pet issues, right? Like, I get on a an issue, and I just keep pounding it, and I just feel like it's really important. I want to make sure it's articulated to the fullest, and I've done this with, uh, you know, I typically do this with, when I put together a summit, right? I did it with teaching, I did it with motiv- motivation, um, or sometimes I'll just find a random issue, you know, especially around the time of the North Star Conference, I'll really go all out about LGBT uh, content as it relates to church leaders. And every time it comes around, I think, man, is there anything we haven't said? I mean, can't we just regurgitate old episodes, whatever it is. Anyways, my point being is that as of late, my pet issue has been, um, has been conflict in the church. And I've done a lot of stuff with Ryan Gottfordson. He's written some phenomenal articles, if you haven't written them. They would be well worth uh, reading. Um, and then we've done some Facebook Lives, as I've shared here. Um, and I've, I put some tweets out about it. And I just, I realize without directly knowing it, I am kicking a sacred cow in the culture, in the LDS culture. Now, I don't, and, and let me give you a few examples, okay? Um, people, whenever they hear this, that I'm opponent for more conflict in in uh, church, they immediately assume I'm talking about contention, and then they reference Third Nephi 11 and say, "Oh, Christ said, you know, there should never be contention," and yada yada. And in my opinion, and in my reading in the dictionary, conflict and contention are very different. And it's getting to the point, like, like I feel like I have I have a whole book in me on this t- subject. And I, <laughs> and today, uh, the title came to me. It's just a working title, okay. But I think I'd love to call it, we need to argue more in Sunday school. And that's what, I mean, obviously provocative. I'm, I'm the marketer by trade, so I always try and find those provocative titles that maybe jump off the bookshelf or off the screen at, at the person so they click. Maybe it's too clickbaity. I don't know. But we need to argue more in Sunday school. And this is related to uh, conflict and the need for conflict, not contention. I do not want contention, nor do I, am I a proponent of more contention at church because that will not help. And here's, here's the, the general summary of what I'm going at. And I've left any of your feet. What am I missing here? What am I missing? I do not see why people jump to the, uh, argument of, of disagreeing with this, which is, I mean, it's very meta and it's ironically meta is that they, in their effort to tell me that contention is the same as conflict, and then there should be conflict, they then conflict with my opinion, and so then I'm like, well, aren't you doing what you say you should be doing right now by arguing your opinion? Whatever. 
you know, it's, anyways. So, here's the basic gist of it, and, and I've learned so much from Ryan Goffertson and his research with Gallup, and, and, I mean, this guy knows his stuff. So, it, to me, the, the need for conflict all goes back to engagement and the need for engagement. And there's a Gallup, who's a, the leading, like, a researcher in all things, like, work and leadership and I don't know what their tagline would be, but uh, they they know a lot of stuff with research and, and they put a lot of research and basically I'm not going to get all the numbers exactly right, but I'll be in the ballpark. So they have discovered that people are generally, on average, people are 30%, I think it's like 32% engaged at work, okay? Uh, which means there's less than 70, 70% of the time they are not engaged at work. Now that is startling. I don't think it's surprising to many of you. You'd probably maybe say, oh, I, I don't know if I'm that bad at work, but I'm definitely not engaged all the time, right? And those are for a variety of, of variables and, and reasons that that's the case. But nonetheless, that's the reality. They are 70% disengaged at work. Now, if you take that into the church context, obviously there's no official study, but there's a lot of people it would be hard for anybody to argue that disengagement does not exist in church. I mean, walk into any elders quorum, you're going to find disengagement. Walk into any, I mean, the reason why people don't show up to church is because they are disengaged. And it's well, I would, I don't know about most activity rates, but uh, in Utah, I, 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 okay, I'm speaking out of line here because I really don't know the numbers, but the wards I've been in, uh, the inactivity rate has been well over 50%, right? That's disengagement. Okay. Now, you go and look at Gallup's research, and they show that uh, there's a few reason for, reasons for disengagement. And one of those reasons, one of the big reasons, is that people are disengaged because they feel like their opinions do not matter at work or are not taken seriously at work. Okay. I, I, I can agree with that. Like if I was in an organization where I felt my opinions were not heard or taken seriously or hurt or uh, uh, validated, then, yeah, I'm going to be quite a bit disengaged and deflated, right? And the opposite of disengagement on the other end of the spectrum is burnout, right? And we've all felt burnout in various work settings, okay? So if you take this, this, this uh, and what they found is that those workspaces that were figured out how to effectively hear others' opinions and take them seriously, engagement shot up to the 90% range of engagement, okay? All right, so we take that research and apply it to the church. If we can create a culture, an area where more people are uh, feel safe to share their opinions, which I think we're making progress with the, the new focus on councils in our classes, um, and less lecture styles, more discussion format. So, but if we can create a culture where opinions are taken more seriously, that's going to cause engagement to shoot up. Okay, in, in activity rates will go down. Uh, people will show up. They'll be sitting in the pews. Now, how is that done? All right, it's one thing to say that's another thing to say how how is that done. I don't necessarily have the full answer. I think I could articulate it again. That's why I feel like there's a book in me about this about the subject. Um, but, uh, the, the reality is, is that that's something that be taken very seriously because what happens, um, and I'm trying to think which, which direction to go from this point. One counter argument I get all the time when people hear that I'm a proponent for conflict at church and 
let me give an example of what conflict would look like. You're in a Sunday school class. Um, discussion comes up about, um, about I, I, don't, I hate to use this example, but it's, it's a dramatic one, and I think it's going across, about the Book of Mormon, and is the Book of, or the, the Book of Mormon, and talk about the principles, how it helps. Maybe one individual will raise their hand and say, I personally believe that the Book of Mormon is not historical. I still believe it's scripture. Now, this would cause many individuals, very orthodox individuals, in the room to feel like, I disagree with that, and oh my goodness, like, that's false doctrine, and they shouldn't even say that, and, right, this, because now conflict has come to the surface. Now, um, what do we do with that, right? We could have a great discussion about, interesting, well, tell me about, even though you have that opinion, even though you have that belief, how has the Book of Mormon still blessed your life and connected you with the divine, even though you believe it is not historical? Okay, interesting. I'm not, I'm not sure what they would say, because I believe the Book of Mormon is historical, but obviously an interesting, interesting discussion could come out of that. Okay, now, the counter-argument I get when a lot of leaders hear that is say, no, 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 you need to understand that that's, Sunday school is not the place for differing of opinion. Sunday school is the place to teach doctrine and um, and discuss doctrine as it is. Well, the problem is, is that a lot of people who think they know what doctrine is are often wrong. So who gets to say what doctrine is? Well, we can read, obviously, quotes. We can read scriptures, but there's always going to be an interpretation, right? Now, obviously, there's some basic things that's not hard to get to a level of doctrine, Right, but the problem is, is that um, if we're just there to to dictate what doctrine is and teach doctrine, this facilitates an arena where a lecture happens. This facilitates an arena where counsel does not happen, where discussion does not happen, and then we wonder, man, why why is Sunday school so difficult? Because everybody's afraid to disagree. Everybody's afraid to conflict or debate about perspectives and opinions, right? And if we facilitate this, what happens? Engagement goes up. Now, here's where the, the counter to the counter argument comes in, is that I don't believe that means that uh, we live in the wild, wild west of, of doctrine and people to show up to Sunday school and all sorts of opinions and thoughts would be shared and one person would be in the corner like worshiping an idol and, and the other person would be in the other corner like dictating how well... You know, actually, uh, coffee's okay to drink, and yada, 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 and this person, this is what happens. This is what happens if we can make an arena where opinions are heard and validated. That doesn't mean everybody has to believe them, or we have to get on the same page, or that we have to label them false doctrine. But if we create an arena that does that, engagement goes up. What happens if engagement goes up in Sunday school? More people attend. What happens if engagement goes up in church in general? More people attend. What happens when more people attend church? They're more likely to feel the Spirit, to re-engage in the Scriptures, to re-engage in conference talks, to re-engage in words of prophets, to re-engage in sharing testimony. And what happens when more of those things? They discover doctrine. And what happens when they discover doctrine? They gain a deeper testimony. And that leads them towards saving ordinances. Yes, my folks, that 
is the argument. That is why we need to argue more in Sunday school. And I put this out there, and we can't even get deep into discussion because people say, "Oh no, we're, oh, we can't have awkward, uh, we can't have awkward uh, arguments during Sunday school." I'd feel uncomfortable, and then there'd be false doctrine, and I'd run from the room screaming. Obviously, folks, you can see I'm on a soapbox, which means. Anchor will probably figure out a way to delete this episode completely, and once again, I'm sitting in my car talking to myself. So if you did actually end up hearing this, I guess it was meant to get out there, and uh, I'm up for the discussion. I'm up open for the debate, the conflict, not contention. What do you think? I would take any email, and maybe we need to have a, a Facebook Live on this, but this, I feel like, is a crucial crucial opinion. I have literally spent hours and hours putting together a virtual segment called Teaching Saints, right? And I have talked with scholars, with professors, with best-selling authors all about teaching. And when I started that, I thought what the problem is in Sunday school is that we need teachers that know how to ask questions. We need teachers who know how to do better visual aids. We need teachers who know how to start a discussion. And in reality, yes, we do need all that. But what I have learned and taken away from the Teaching Saints Virtual Summit is that the biggest problem with teaching in the church and why it doesn't work for most wards is because we're not comfortable with conflict.